I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable, but it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Last Saturday, I was filling up my truck with that new gasoline price of $3 a gallon. Well, Sammy Kershaw was playing on my truck radio. Cardboard sign says yard sale. Real estate sign says sold. Family picnic table holds all that it'll hold. On the grass and on the sidewalk, well, it must be half the town. Ain't it funny how a broken home will bring the prices down? Yep, that's that song called Yard Sale. And boy, let me tell you, it just really paints a picture. The sorting through what's left of you and me. That's become a common scene on a weekend. A picnic table drug out near the road with a cardboard sign that says Yard Sale. But we never know why someone's having one. Maybe someone passed away. Maybe it was a divorce. Or maybe they just got too much stuff. But at the end of the day, we're Americans. And well, we can't pass up looking for a great deal, can we? I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, you guessed it, Yard Sale. Terry, have you ever been going anywhere on a Saturday morning and you almost get run off by people on the road early and you go, what are they doing? Yeah, sometimes I've always wondered where they were headed. Yeah, mark this down. If it's, it's anywhere. It's not Dollar G, is it? No, but they want to go there. Okay. But mark this down on your notes. If it's the beginning of a month and it's a Saturday morning, they're trying to be first at the yard sale. Yeah, I have seen a lot of, you know, especially in the spring, you do start seeing a lot of signs on telephone poles and things like that saying yard sale and giving you the direction and the dates. Yep. And I think that you start to see a lot of them around this time in the spring. Because I've already made one trip to the dump already of stuff in the yard that needed to go. And then after you get that, you move to the inside because, well, you're overwhelmed by your extra junk. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we had this bad weather a couple of days ago, and you did a fantastic job with getting us through all of that and kind of keeping us informed, and well, I know that you. was exhausting for you. Yeah, it was It was a long, long two days there. Cause, and you know, we really prepared. dodged a bullet. And I mean, we I did. know some, some states did not, and I don't think there was well, any life loss, though. Right. We, uh, we did have some tornadoes touched down, but no one was killed. There was a few homes damaged. Uh, you know, I saw where a guy lost his entire chicken houses, but no loss of life, and you have to consider that a win. Oh, yeah, and that was across several states. Yes. So we really dodged a bullet. But in preparation for that, we had decided that our safe zone was going to be our daughter's walk-in closet. Well, we go in there, and naturally, you know, you're talking about a 21-year-old who's off at college who's got all of this, for lack of a better word, crap sitting in the walk-in closet Yeah. that is a kind of a combination of things that she has accumulated over the years mainly from college and just some stuff that she had in there you need this then you don't need it you need it you don't need it well it was just all crammed in her closet and so we were in the process my husband said we've got to get this up in the attic because this is where we're going to be in case we have a tornado headed our way and you want to be prepared yes you so do. we went ahead and started moving that stuff up in the attic well if anybody knows my husband and has heard it on a previous podcast he doesn't like clutter it's got to go. <laughs> so when he gets up in the attic, I can hear him already fussing. 
and he said, we have got to clean this out. And a lot of it is a combination of things that we either need to donate or we need to have in a yard sale. Unfortunately, I just don't have time to do a yard sale. A yard sale? You wouldn't think that it would be that bad, but that's an all-day adventure of just sitting there. Well, and it's not only that, but, you know, you really have got to go through and itemize every single item and go ahead and put a sticker on it or at least have them sectioned off. This is going to be $1, this is $2, you got to have tables, you got to have chairs, and you got to have signage like what we see on the telephone poles telling us that a yard sale is right around the corner yep. and it's going to be this weekend or whatever the case may be. It, it does. It takes a lot of time. I'm sure it's well worth it. But if anybody knows my husband, they know he's not having a yard sale and he just wants to get rid of it. It's good stuff. So, again, for those that know him, they're like, okay, what day is he going to the dump? Because he just wants to find a home for it. Just get so long in front of him. Or either we'll donate it to a charity or something like that. Yeah, that'll turn around and sell it or give it to folks that truly need it. You know, you start thinking about yard sales. You start thinking about, well, you got to do some spring cleaning. And that means the weather's getting warm, and that's why we're having all this tornadic uh, activity, because you've got cold air mixing with warm air. But when it starts warming up, you start thinking about, well, I need to pull the boat out, get it cleaned up, go through all the rituals of making sure that it's going to run well and checking the engine and that sort of thing. You're getting the camper out, and you're going through and cleaning it up, and then you're removing all of your winter stuff, and you're starting to prepare and move your summer stuff in. And it's kind of a routine. And then because of that, you have all this excess stuff. And we already talked about getting storage sheds and getting storage buildings and how big a business that is. Well, you got to start preparing for, I don't want it in my storage shed. I don't want it in the storage unit. I need to get rid of it. Some of it's good. So again, you're either taking it to a dump or you got a yard sale. Well, you know, in my, I have to think back as a kid. The very first time I ever heard the term yard sale is when we went to visit my aunt. You've heard me talk about my aunt Estelle before. Oh, yeah. Never had in the deep south had we ever seen one. In our little town where I grew up in, I guess everybody just used it till it was wore out because (laughs) there was no such thing. But we went up there, and I remember being in a restaurant, and I I felt kind of bad for my Uncle Jimmy because my aunt was always proud of the deal that she got. And she'd always say, stand up, Jimmy, show your britches. (laughs) Oh, so the britches he had on came from a yard sale? And she she paid 25 cents for them. And she was just so tickled at the bargain that she got, she'd embarrass the man in the middle of a restaurant. Stand up, Jimmy, show them 25-cent britches. And it was so funny back then. Well, you have to admit, that's pretty uh, embarrassing to have to stand up and show somebody what you're wearing. And, And there's nothing wrong with getting it from a yard sale. Now, I've had other people tell me that, whoa, the mega yard sales is an estate sale. They said, you know, I try not to think about wearing a dead man's clothes, but I get such a good deal. And he goes, I look for these every Saturday. He goes, that's, he said, all these fancy suits I got, somebody's dead. He goes, that's how I got it. Well, I mean, you have to admit, if you're going to get a good suit, you're going to pay. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about just a couple hundred dollars. I mean, we're talking about more than that. And if somebody can get some good wear out of it. Right. And they paid a lot of money for it, I, I get wanting to at least get some money back. Now, as you well can tell, I don't own a suit. 
I really don't. I, I got one jacket and I have to use it, you know, like if there's a funeral, I use our wedding, I'll wear that same one. So y'all be looking for my blue coat coming near you. I saw something that says, when is the best time and best place for your garage sale? For you out there that have them, it says the best time is generally in the spring, especially early spring, right now. Mm-hmm. And it says summer is next best, but the end of summer and fall are often ignored, but can be successful also because weather's just as nice and there's less competition. But talking about competition, yard sales can be a booming business. Well, and as you brought up there, the timing for it, it has to be at the beginning of the month. Generally, that first Saturday is when you're going to have your best turnout because checks go out. And everybody times it around when somebody's going to get paid that one for the person who gets paid once a month. They are raring to go on that. And it is huge competition who can get it out. I was thinking about, you know, what are some things to what, what would be the best items to sell at a yard sale? Because I, I have no clue. Well, clothes, I'm sure, is huge. Well, but- I mean, according to this, this is there are 15 popular items worth big money at garage sales garage sales yard sales same thing and it says old games then it's got and that's number 15 you know like you've got old board well, games and you better be looking for monopoly because if you've seen the headlines today that's changing also is it really yep it's getting uh, what's the word they call it now woke okay 14 picture frames hmm, didn't think about that all right number 13 furniture and that would be like an estate sale or yeah. Yeah, or garage sale. A lot of people do. They get rid of that couch. They want something. It's great for college students, too. You oh, know, yeah. If you've got to refurnish another home for your kid. Now, some of them, you got to admit, you wonder why. Why did you just not take it to the dump? To begin Where with. Where an arm's gone or it's just completely covered in filth. Now, have you ever been to a yard sale to where somebody's forced them to have the yard sale? And you go, how much you want for that? No, that's not for sale. <laughs> and you really want that's the only thing there that you went no nope, that's not for sale yeah that's like uh either the wife or the husband that says get that thing out there yep all right number 12 vintage dishes and i could see that there's a lot of, uh, with that costume jewelry comes in at number 11 fishing rods at number 10 fishing rods rods themselves can be extremely oh. expensive yeah the ugly stick that ain't cheap at all or the real Coming in at number nine is artwork. And we got some stories to talk about how, you know, what is one man's trash is another man's treasure. And we really do have some that come in as genuine treasures. Coming in at number eight, camping gear. And again, like I said, people are cleaning up their boats. They're cleaning up their campers. Yeah, you're right. You've got those folks that go out there and they think they're outdoorsy people. Yep. They camp one time and they're like, uh, no, we'll be staying in a hotel next. So they sell it. That stove, uh, you know, all of your sleeping bags and your lanterns. People, and they just, as you said, they find out they really ain't. Really, I mean, you can get a good deal on it. Or how about number seven, which is Americana decor and signs. This is like old tags, you know, like car tags. Yeah. Where they collect them uh, from every different state. And I've even seen it to where now they take the tags and they cut them and then they put the letters together to make people's names to oh, yeah, hang yeah. in their house. That, yeah, that's so pretty they do popular. That. Or number six, items by the box. So I guess it's just like a grab bag. You don't know what you're going to get, but it's just... By golly, I got it for $2 and I got it. Yeah, and you just kind of go through and see, is this trash or treasure? 
Or, this is what we're talking about. Here we, are, here we go, Scotty. You can update your wardrobe. Number five, jackets. Okay. So maybe you could get you a, a brown one or a black one to kind of go with your blue one. You know, you can't wear blue all the time, Scotty. It's worked so far. And then number four, and you're already snake bit on this one. How about tools? Now, see, that's what I would be if I went to a yard sale looking for that. But it would have to be my brand. Craftsman. Yeah. All right, number three exercise equipment oh i bet you there's loads of that research in the south and y'all back me up here if you've got uh, what do you call that stuff uh what, what's it just called now that your exercise your equipment. workout equipment yeah exactly the second best thing you can do with that is hang clothes on i don't know if you're aware <laughs> of that but that's what it's really useful well for. i think you find a lot of people that have may that may have a um elliptical machine or a Stairmaster right. or a treadmill or something like that. They find out that, you know, everybody has the best of intentions. They work out on it just religiously for about a month and then they need a little bit less and a little bit less before you know it. It is. I hang up some clothes. Perfect for that. The last one, this uh, is last, the one well, I'm... these are last two. Number two comes in as appliances. Oh, okay. Microwave. Yeah. Or like a KitchenAid mixer. I mean, that would be Blender. a great find is yeah, a KitchenAid like mixer. Four or five hundred dollars. Oh, they are. And this is what's odd. Bottled water. What? Who would have thought bottled water would be number one? I have so never heard So you sell cold bottled water at your yard sale? I, take I guess so. Huh. Little snacks. Yeah. I mean, it really is starting to be big business. But if you're going to get into that, you really need to understand your clientele. Right, but and let's start with this. As you say that, you, we've all seen the show on TV, uh, on Discovery Channel, American Pickers, where they go around and they dig around in people's junk, and uh, most of them are pretty happy to get rid of it. Some of the houses they go in, there's no way I would have went in and dug around for that stuff, but they seem to enjoy it. Well, I think you really kind of go into it, whether, and didn't you tell me that now they're so sophisticated that, and, and a lot of this may have been created with the pandemic, I don't know, that there are virtual Yes. Yard sales. When somebody announces now that they've got a yard sale, they take to YouTube and they take to Facebook and they go out and they video everything that they've got there so you can see the items to where it will draw you in, sucker you in there of that recliner to come on over to their house on 22nd Street to get it. Now, the second type person that does this doesn't even have a yard sale anymore. They post it individually, the items on Facebook uh, Market, and there's other areas that you can list this stuff. And people will drive 20 miles to get a $2 item. It's so unreal. But they'll pay like through PayPal or something like that. So they've gotten, they've purchased the item, and then they just leave it on the doorstep. Yeah, that's the new thing of come pick it up. That way nobody is getting hassled and you're not bumping into somebody that could hurt you. And I get that because there's an article that's about customers from hell. That's the name of the article. And this is one that says, Betty in Alabama, she said, I had several yard sales, and no matter what time you advertise the sale to begin, customers are always there at least two hours before you can even set up. And I have heard more people say, and they love to come early because they want to be the first one, Yeah. that if you have a yard sale that starts at 7 o'clock, you better be prepared that people are showing up at 5. Can you imagine? No, I can't. I wouldn't even be out of the bed by then. I'm just not that 
motivated for a yard sale. But, I mean, you do have a lot of people that spend their time going from yard sale to yard sale. And it said, she goes on to say that once I had a customer get very irate with me because I didn't have a handicap access to my yard sale, he informed me if I was going to have a yard sale, it was my responsibility to put up a handicap ramp. Now, don't get me wrong. We have a lot of people out there that have uh, disabilities. disabilities. And we get that. Absolutely. And we think that we ought to be able to accommodate them in the workplace. But this is a little bit different because this is something that you set up that day. Yes, quick. And I just don't know that it's, I don't think that we should discriminate against people like that. But to think that they could go to extremes of building a ramp or having something like that is seems yeah. a little far-fetched. It, it is. And, you know, if they want something, I'd be, I'm, I'm sure most people would be glad to bring it to and show it to them if they can't walk over Yeah, absolutely. Here's Cindy in the Carolinas. We had a yard sale a few months ago. The customers slowed down after a few hours. But at one point, we just had a couple of ladies shopping. The older women... Uh, was doing a little dance like she had ants in her pants and kept telling the younger women, I really need to go soon. We live out in the country and not much is around us. She asked if there was anywhere near us that had a restroom. We had said no. She then asked if she could use our facilities. We did not feel comfortable with that, so we told her we'd been having some water problems. We actually did have a toilet with some water problems. It ran a lot. She then asked if she could go around back and go. OMG. My husband and I stared at each other in disbelief and just kind of nodded our heads. We didn't know what to say. She went around the house, came back, thanked us, and went on her merry way. I still cringe thinking about it. <laughs> but I guess it's one of those things when you got to go, you got to go. You got to go. But I, I mean, agree. you never know what you're going to get when you have a yard sale. There are people out there that said, you've got items out there for 25 cents, and yet you've got somebody that will pull up trying to steal it. Yeah, they sure will. So you need to be prepared that you don't know it's going to be a mixed bag of folks that are coming to really buy that unique item to people that you wonder what rock they crawled up under to people that get irate, people that will steal. They've had fights over items at yard sales. And then, you know, there's that type of person that is, an, is a, what, I guess you'd call it like an adrenaline rush of what you would call the back, the banner back and forth trying to lower the price. Yeah, and there will be. There will be somebody that will come in that will take a $2 item and try to get you down to... 50 cents. Exactly. And it's like, really, it's worth a lot more than $2. I just want to get rid of it. Yeah. And they will kind of haggle with you on that, so you need to be prepared for that. I, I don't know. I guess that's why I just don't have the stomach to have a yard sale. All right. Let me give you some scenarios, like you mentioned a while ago, of some things that have gone at yard sales. And you got to be, you got to know what you're looking for, I guess. You know, you got to be, if you got a, you have a buy and sell reshop and you know that this type of china is worth a little bit more, you'd go in looking for that. Oh, so yeah, because there are a lot of people that, that's why I said they hit every yard sale out there because they are savvy shoppers. And while I might think that I'm selling junk or something that is of no value to me, what I really don't know, it's worth a ton. And they turn around and resell it. Now, and to correct me, and I don't remember, but it seems like I've heard somewhere like depression glasses worth more than other 
Oh, yeah, well, they know that. There's certain types of glassware that they know exactly what they're looking for. To me, it's just old glassware. I don't know enough. So I would sell it dirt cheap, not even knowing that it's really worth a lot of money. So people do make, they want bargains. There's that one camp, and there's the other camp that's out there because they're going to rely on the fact that you're not really smart at what you're selling, and they know exactly what they're looking to buy. Here's an example, and I don't think when the guy bought it, he realized just really what he had bought. But you mentioned on that list of popular items that sell pictures. Yeah. There was a guy not long ago. This has been five, six. It could have been a few years more than that. But he buys a picture. It's an old one from the 1800s. Takes it home, and he keeps staring at it. Spends 10 bucks on it. You know, that's yeah. not a lot. No, and plus, I mean, that I love looking at old black yeah. and white photos because all of that is history that, to me, is just kind of fascinating. Is there a story behind it? And I guess you're getting ready to say there is. Yeah, and y'all Google this because it's, we've got it pulled up on the screens in front of us here in the studio while, while we're talking about it. But this guy buys a picture and he goes, you know, I think that's Billy the Kid. Really? And, you know, there's only one known photograph before this of Billy the Kid, and that's him holding the guns. Right. And he's done a bunch of research on Billy the Kid and thinks he's at somebody's house. Turns out he starts getting warmer, and the picture is uh, three or four kids, two women, and two guys playing, I I think it's croquet. Yeah. And it is Billy the Kid. The guy spent years proving that it was it. He went back and found diaries. And it goes to the woman's home, this is. And it's just ironic that there was a diary to back all of this up. But it gets down to the day he proved it. He spends $10 on it, and it goes to auction. And he thinks, well, you know, I'll get a million bucks. It ends up selling for $2.1 million, this picture. Wow. And And he got it at a yard sale. It's only two known pictures now of Billy the Kid. Now, I'm looking at it. There is no way that I would even think that that's Billy the Kid. You know, he's not wearing a gun belt. He's in a real relaxed, playful scene here. But I guess that's what I'm saying is, for me to go to a yard sale, first of all, I would never have a yard sale. And that's I'm not knocking it because I think right. that's a great opportunity for people to get rid of stuff they got that's accumulating in their house. I just don't have time. But I don't think that I would be smart enough to know that I had something of value and I'd turn around and sell it. Second of all, if I'm the consumer and I'm buying it, I don't know that I would be smart enough to buy a photo like this and know that I had really landed on something that was worth something. That's millions of dollars. I mean, it's interesting. And if you ever get a chance, read the article on this because it's fascinating. And the the guy just put so much time in it. He just, you know how you know you got something? Yeah. But he had to prove it. You know, nothing's worth anything without a certificate of authenticity, as they say. Yeah. And this happens quite often where somebody will sell an item only to find out that it was worth would more. it not be a sick feeling if you were the one that sold oh, the photo? Yeah. And we've all watched uh, what is the ETV show where they appraise things? Oh yeah, Antique Roadshow. Yeah, exactly. And people drag in their stuff. Well, my great grandma gave four dollars for this, and oh well, that thing's worth now twenty thousand. You know, I know it's shocks. unreal. Yeah. Now let's go to the second item. Okay. This one I don't think I could have parted with. Uh, you go into a a, fl- a flea market, or maybe it was a yard sale. I think it was a yard sale. The guy buys, sees a picture frame, and he likes it. Spends four bucks for it. Gets it home, and he's going to take the ugly picture that's in it out. Because he just wants the picture frame. Right. 
and lo and behold, behind the picture, there's something taped back there. And guess what it is, Terry? I'm guessing it's some kind of old photo or old document. Right. And most folks, when they pulled it apart, could have been guilty of just chunking it in the garbage because I remember as a kid, they made copies of this to hand out with the bicentennial year. It was a copy of the Declaration of Independence. But how did he know that it was a true copy? The paper felt different. And, and he, he had to go take it. He took it somewhere and they go, oh, yeah, this is the real thing. It was dated by the paper. And you take a guess how much his $4 investment turned into. I would have to say millions. $8.1 million is what that sold for. Wow. And what they had done, it was a draft copy. And it was put into for protection when it was written in the back of a picture frame. You know, he sat there for months writing that and redoing it, editing it, and it was one of those copies. And there are very few of those in existence. And you think about how many people had that picture frame, and it got passed around, and it was never opened. I can tell you that in my house, that would have been sitting somewhere because my husband would have said, we're not using it. It's sitting up here in the attic. It's collecting dust. It's got to go. And, you know, then I've heard the stories, and I don't have an example of this, of somebody that sold something like that at a yard sale, and then it becomes a lawsuit because, well, I didn't know it was worth that. And But to me, if you do they have it, a leg to stand on? I mean, if you sold it to somebody and you got paid for that, I mean, how can you go back and say, I agree. well, I want my money? I mean, you sold it to them. We're going to have to have us an in-studio lawyer sit with us to answer our questions when we don't know. I know. I wonder if any of our audience has ever had a yard sale and, you know, ever had a bad encounter that they'd be willing to share or sold something or even purchase something of value yeah absolutely you know and it's not just limited to yard sales now i mean there are flea markets think about how many flea markets have popped up in our state i mean that really seems to be a booming business in fact there's one that you may or may not have heard of that's called the us 11 antique alley it's a huge yard sale how many is it 800 miles long it's 502 miles i was i was coming and it goes from all the way and this they're all over so the one i'm pointing out is just one of many it spans from the state of mississippi all the way to virginia and they said they ended up having to make it a four-day week event because it's so long they anticipate and they have actually had up to 30 thousand visitors whoa i mean can you imagine that would be and and a lot of people they spend their i mean they spend a four-day week just traveling that and finding some really cool things i think it would be fun just to go and see what all there is to sell and again there's a combination of people selling stuff that we're going to try to get them down from a two dollar item that really i mean can you not afford two dollars down to 50 cents but I imagine there's some really cool things out there to buy. Yeah, it if is. If you're looking for it, it's bound to be there. There are some other things, too, that have kind of grown over the last couple of years, and that is consignment shops. Oh, yeah. You know, it used to be that instead of donating it or taking to the dump, you know, if you've got a consignment shop and you've got furniture or you've got baby clothes there's one of those baby ones that this comes by here once a year that they do just baby stuff and it's it's big business i mean it is big business in fact you have to know somebody you have to offer to help work it there's a lot of different regulations and criteria for you 
to be able to shop there. And then it finally opens up to the general public. But when it does, I mean, it's it's basically all picked over. So if you really want to get those good deals, you've got to be willing to work it or, you know, there's got to be an angle for you to get in early to get that good deal. I mean, is that not a uh, a Tom Sawyer idea or, or anything? I've never heard that before. That really worked out for him. So, or was it Huckleberry? Which one was it, Tom or Huckleberry? I don't know. It's Tom Sawyer. So, but I mean, the whole thing of having yard sales and garage sales and flea markets and consignment shops, I mean, that's big business. And there's always that hidden treasure there that apparently I'm not smart enough to take advantage of. If there's one thing I've learned, most Americans love to feel like they got a great deal. And when you do get a great deal, well, you got to brag about it. You got to tell your best friend, hey, look what I got. It's actually becoming a hobby of folks in America to get that great deal. Yard sales are a great way to do it. But let me remind everyone, do y'all remember the episode we've done on ghosts? Yeah, ghosts like to stick with items they like. So Aunt Gertrude may be coming on home with you mad because you took her favorite mirror home. I'm just throwing that out there. So if you hear something thump in the middle of the night, it's Gertie. Just warning you. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, I bet you'll think twice next time when you buy something at a yard sale.